Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Thursday, August 14th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're talking college football again today, and the topic is Mizzou and the SEC with a little Kansas State to finish things up. Mizzou beat writer Soichi Tarada stops by to update us on the Tigers and the conference that, well, never doubted that it would have a college football season. After a break, you'll hear from Mizzou coach Eli Drinkwitz. After Drinkwitz, we're going to play some audio from Kansas State coach Chris Kleiman. We intended to do that on yesterday's show, but it's been a busy week in college football, so it got pushed to today. But let's get started with Soichi Tarada. So, Soichi, um, going into the week, uh, I was wondering who was going to make news from a conference perspective, and turns out it was the, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and really the Big 12 when you, when you get down to it, because the SEC and the ACC, really all they did was put out statements on, you know, on Monday and Tuesday saying, hey, we're good, you know, essentially. <laughs> so, you know, um, it, is, it is onward and upward for the SEC and Mizzou, is it not? Yeah, it's uh, the SEC football train just keeps chugging along. You know, uh, I actually just got the media schedule for how Mizzou fall training camp is going to look like. And, and you know, that that was kind of weird, you know, getting that email on a Wednesday, a day, one day after the Big Ten and the Pac-12 decides to shut it down. It's just business as usual in SEC. And I think maybe, maybe hard and seasoned veteran SEC fans, I guess there isn't too many of those in that in the Mizzou base just because of uh, when they joined. But I think maybe SEC fans will kind of look at that and be like, Hey, that's kind of what we expect in this conference. You know, college football is king, but it, it really is weird um, seeing two power five conferences, including the Mac and the mountain West and, the, and many other FCS conferences. Now, uh, you know, they're, they've kind of hunkered down and said, we're going to try this in the spring. Whereas the SEC, especially, you know, Greg Sankey has come out and said, and Eli Drinkwitz has kind of followed up his lead in the sense that they're going to wait it out. You know, that's that's what they did for the schedules. That's what they did pretty much, you know, every step of the way. So, it, it, you know, that's just that's just kind of how it's going now. And uh, it's interesting to see how long this can last. But kickoff is more than a month away, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, they're they're not they're not in the follow mode. They were going to they they kind of created their path over the summer and it kind of didn't matter what the you know what the pandemic numbers were in in the in the states of the footprint of the SEC it was never not a possibility of playing football it seemed to me you know I, I look they 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 have their medical experts just like every conference does uh, I just think that you know the, the SEC the ACC and now the big 12 and the and the others that are in the group of five, you know, they, they, they looked at the, you know, they, they, they all had access to the same information, but they judged the risk assessment differently. And, um, and so the SEC and, and ACC and Big 12 are, are scheduled to start a season in, in September, mid-September for, for the Big 12, late September for the SEC. And, uh, and it's, it's full go. Now, look, it, it was earlier this week when, when sides were being taken about the college football season, um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, let's, let's go, let's play from, from the SEC, from the ACC, especially when it came to getting the message to the big 12, which was the last of the three powers, power conferences that, that uh, decided to play. But um, there is still, a, you know, more than a month to go before the first 
you know, Mizzou and SEC game, there is no, it's not a hundred percent guarantee it's going to happen. Students are going to be back on campus and, you know, there's, there's still, there's still some obstacles to overcome here. Yeah. And Blair, I'm glad you brought up the students are back. And I think that's, that's pretty much the biggest thing. I mean, Jim Sturk essentially called that the X factor. And I think people really aren't taking into consideration that, you know, um, I went on a radio show the other day, but college campuses are kind of gross in the sense that, you know, you, you're jamming in, you know, tens of thousands of kids who have never lived by themselves, you know, especially these freshmen, these incoming freshmen. And then you kind of stick them into dorms and everything. Like, I remember I got sick, like every fall of my college life. I don't think, you know, like it, that that's kind of the biggest thing for me. And that's also what, you know, the SEC and Greg Sankey are saying in terms of this is why we wanted to push back the season to September 25th. 26 because Mizzou students are starting to you know move into residential halls or you know every time I go to Walmart I see more and more college age kids who kind of look like me and once they're back on campus and if there is you know a, an outbreak on the football team because of these students coming back and you know regardless of how you know you have 118 or so 120 kids and then they're gonna go mix and mingle with the students and you don't want them to but that's the reality in college classes so once you see that, and once once you give them some time in terms of the football season or the football players, and see if there is an outbreak, and maybe you can get that under control and say, you know, early September. Let's say, you know, however many Mizzou football players get infected with COVID nineteen because students are coming back, normal students are coming back, and then by early September you kind of get that under control and you get those numbers down, and then you're kind of feeling a little better about yourself for a September twenty sixth uh, kickoff. So I think. That's, that's the biggest thing right now and administrators are going to be looking at is that, hey, if we can have students and we can keep this under control in early September, then, you know, that, that's when I think you'll start to feel really good about a football season. But that that's that's the big if, I think, uh, that uh, administrators are kind of looking at. Well, a couple things here. First of all, um, you're getting sick each fall of college. That wasn't too long ago for you. I mean, you're <laughs> you're only a couple of years removed from from that uh, you know from that world. And also, um, college football had a little bit of a trial run with this in June when athletes started coming back to campus for um, you know for practicing and working out and just being under you know, the, the college team and program supervision and not every school handled that particularly well. You know, Kansas state was a, was a program that that had a little bit of an outbreak and LSU, Texas, Clemson, you know, we were hearing, and and those were just the ones we heard from. Um, I I imagine there were more that, uh, that didn't get the news out. So the, you know, those schools had, um, had to deal with it. And this is without, other students being on campus, or at least not a, not like we know in the in the fall semester. Um, you know, we were talking to Chris Kleiman at Kansas State earlier this week, and he was saying, "Look, it's he was he was happy. He was it, it was terrible that they went through that in June. I think they had fourteen total who um, you know who, who had the uh, the COVID nineteen, um, but it was it was instructive for him in the program to have gone through that experience and a great lesson to the athletes who." Um, you know, who were out playing video games together or at a party together and, uh, and, and brought whoever got it, brought it into a team situation and uh, they had to shut down their workouts for a week. At least with the timing of the SEC, 
um, they can go through that early, maybe have have a little experience of it, but they, and they don't play until the end of end of September. So, I, I guess my feeling is, Suichi, and maybe you feel this way too. Um, I think the athletes have an awareness that they, they've got to take a responsibility here, and um, and and the the success or even the existence of a season depends on how they respond outside of the the football program once they're in you know w- when they're in the football program and they're in meetings and practices they seem well protected they're in their bubble right but once they leave that bubble it's kind of up to them to to you know to be healthy yeah that's kind of the biggest challenge right and to Mizzou's credit and you know Mizzou should get you know credit for this they you know, Drink was said they had a less than three percent positivity rate for COVID nineteen. That's that's a great rate, obviously. Um, the biggest thing too that they keep pointing at is that transmission hasn't been because of players being in facilities, but more so, you know, just doing everyday life, whether that be going to the grocery store or you know, just doing normal things that normal college students do, uh, even during a pandemic. So I think I think those are all positive things. Drink was obviously was being very cautious still just because things can change. But yeah, I mean that you know, I, I'm just so skeptical of this working just because you know, this just what we know about COVID nineteen and I think Eli Drinkwitz has mentioned this and administrators know this, like it only really takes one bad apple. I mean you, you look at you know, you look at a team like Cleveland, the Indians and MLB, and you got you know pitchers Mike Clevenger. You know he 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 went out to Chicago, and then he was with the team. His his teammate got caught, and then he he was still kind of mingling. And you know you have a teammate who has leukemia. You know your manager isn't exactly healthy uh, with um, Tito, and it's just it, it, you know what, who's to say you know and God forbid that Mizzou has a player like that. But you know when, when you have 120 kids and you know it, it, that's that's you know that's even less than one percent, right? One percent. One percent of people could take this bad, and that's still, you know, one person at the very least on Mizzou, just by probability. And it's it's just so many things, and I think that's one of the biggest difficulties with football in general that you're probably going to see with the NFL. And that, you know, with with this many people, it really does only take one person to bring it back and kind of ruin the whole thing. And that that's what I look at and say: can you know, as much as you can create a bubble-like atmosphere with college football facilities and, you know, because they are in the facilities for so long, whether that be, you know, getting workouts in, meetings, practices. Um, at the end of the day, like, you're going to have some free time at the, you know, at, at night and it's just where you go from here and then just mingling with, you know, girlfriends or friends or whatever at night. So it, it really is such a difficult scenario. And it's just, it's hard to make college students, you know, just – under those strict strict rules just because of how old they are in 18 to 22 like that's that's you know you want to have fun then and in college it's kind of a rite of passage in some ways so it's uh it's it's i i'm not very jealous of uh the decision makers and the players who all have to deal with that exactly okay hey i don't think we have talked since the uh, the new sec schedule was released Remind me uh, just how easy Missouri got it in the uh, uh, and in the, in the new structure. Yeah, so Missouri got the reigning national champion LSU preseason ranked number five by the uh, coaches poll and number three Alabama. Nick Saban's Alabama. So, oh man, uh, you know I will say, uh, and I wrote this: it's not as bad as Arkansas' schedule because Arkansas got Georgia and Florida. 
But Arkansas also plays, you know, Bama, LSU, Texas A&M, and Auburn. And then their crossover game is Tennessee, who isn't looking too bad. So, I, you know, it could always be worse. Um, I'm not sure Mizzou fans were thrilled with that. But at the end of the day, that is kind of life in the SEC in the sense that you, you don't play three other teams in the SEC. And that would be Mississippi, Auburn, and Texas A&M. And Auburn and Texas A&M are both ranked in the top 15. So if you switch out, you know, a Bama for an Auburn or a Texas A&M, vice versa, you'd still get a pretty premier SEC West opponent. And that's that's kind of the, what happens when your, cross, your annual crossover game is Arkansas, who has not been too hot, not winning an SEC game for two years. And you got Mississippi State, who by all projections is one of the worst, is one of the, you know, worst teams in the SEC West. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a brutal draw. I think Mizzou fans obviously and rightfully uh, are going to be, not very happy about that, but at the end of the day, that's uh, that's kind of what you get when you sign up for the SEC, and uh, I think uh, that's that's just kind of collateral damage, I guess. Right. Well, we should mention here too that uh, one thing that has been lost in the schedule was the Arrowhead Stadium game. Uh, the, yes. the Tigers mm-hmm. were, were going to play um, Arkansas at Arrowhead Stadium on the the traditional Friday after Thanksgiving, and of course that's that's not going to happen now. So. Yeah, uh, Jim Sturck said uh, they were hoping to get there rescheduled, but obviously with COVID, uh, the Chiefs have other things to deal with, much like Mizzou does. Indeed, indeed. Okay, we're going to hear from Eli Drinkwitz in after a break, and we're also going to play some sound from Kansas State coach Chris Kleiman. Uh, we planned to do that yesterday on yesterday's show with Callis Robinette, but Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, had his – news conference, and we played some sound from that. So we, we bumped uh, K-State sound into today. So this is where we say goodbye to Suichi Tirada, who covers the Tigers for the Kansas City Star. Suichi, thanks for uh, joining us today. Thanks, Blair. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit kansascity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Eli, with these guys, uh, you know, going went through about three months kind of without the structure that, that maybe they've always had. How much of a concern, I guess, right when they came back was conditioning and, you know, these, these kids being at the level they're normally in in the summer? And then how concerned are you about getting guys in, in game shape? Because it's, it's been a little bit different the last few months. Uh, all the above. I mean, there, there's been such a, um, you know, obviously it was voluntary. We had great attendance during voluntary um, from people that were here, but you also had the people that were in quarantine for 14 days or contact trace for 14 days. So you had some people that were here, some people that were pulled out for 14 days, some people that pulled out for 10 days, some people that would had went out of town for the weekend. So they had to miss five days. And so again, that's why I said a thanks to Zach. He did an outstanding job of getting these guys uh, into some sort of shape. Are we where we would normally be? No, absolutely not. Uh, I'm extremely concerned 
Um, and I've told everybody they have to be ready. Okay. They have to be ready. We're fixing to play uh, a 10 game SEC schedule. Um, we're only going to get 25 practices over the next 40 something days. Uh, Andrew probably knows the exact number, but I think it's 45 days. Um, and so there, there's not going to be a lot of back to back and conditioning. We got to give them two days off a week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what kind of shape and, 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 and nobody's ever done this before. Nobody's played 10 SEC games, uh, before. So it, it's going to be a battle of wills. Uh, but I, I like our team. I like the flexibility they've shown. I like the mental fortitude they've shown. So we'll be up to the challenge. Uh, but there's some unknowns there, Gabe. Next question comes from uh, Colin O'Brien from Jeff City. Colin, go ahead. Hey, Coach, you mentioned the, you know, not bragging about the test results inside your building, and and I don't want to get into the fearing the unknown too much, but is there a certain level of of positive test results within the building within the program that is considered an outbreak that would then cause you to suspend the season? Like, do you do you know what that hard and fast number is, or is it? just completely played by ear. Yeah, it's definitely not played by ear. Uh, it's so played by experts. It's played by uh, Dr. Witt, who's the leading epidemiologist for the state of Missouri, who has been the, the, the uh, our medical task force liaison to the SEC task force, um, who's guiding not only our response, but MU's response, MU Health's response. Uh, let, also with Dr. Bohan, um, our team physician, uh, so it's, it's, there's not, it, it's up to them. It's it's not up to me. It has nothing to do with me. It would have to do with Boone County health. Um, we've submitted all of our guidance to Dr. Witt. He's been in charge and Dr. Henderson have been in charge of our repopulation committee and, and uh, for the athletic department, and how we're coming back. Uh, we've been in contact. I've, I was in contact with Dr. Witt on Monday um, on just about everything that's going on. And so I, I submit to his authority and, and our plan that's in place has been endorsed by him. And I, I thank him for his leadership and his guidance through this whole thing. But uh, I don't have calling a hard and fast number that says if we get to this, we can't do this or that. Um, I, I think that would be up to the administration and to uh, health experts. I, I, you know, I'm a football coach. Next question comes from Harold Coons. Harold, go ahead. Hey, Eli, I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah. I know you've kind of talked a little bit about this, but when it comes to you know, hearing that news from the Big Ten and the Pac-12 that they're not playing yesterday and then they're all going toward different medical advice, does it kind of concern you as a head coach when you're hearing different areas and different regions and different medical people all saying different advice? And does that make you kind of concerned about your uh, advice you're getting going forward or anything of that nature? No. No. I, I – I, uh... I, I trust my doctors. I trust MU Health. I think, um, you know, when you're talking about doctors, I mean, we've all gotten second opinions on things. You, you know, if, if somebody goes to this doctor and doesn't like that opinion or wants a different form of treatment, they go to another one. Um, I, that's actually very common from what I understand about medicine. Um, you know, you can get different doctors to do different surgeries on any type of thing. You've got different doctors who, who, treat different diseases uh again i think dr witt's one of the best in the world and i know he's one of the best in the state of missouri uh i feel very confident in the information you know i've been on i've been on calls uh with with 
leading epidemiologists in the country. I've been on calls with leading cardiologists in the country. I've been on calls with, with local doctors um, who I feel very confident in the information that we've gotten. I feel very confident in our plan. I feel very comfortable uh, with the way that we're doing our, our um, testing, tracing. I feel very comfortable with the information we're putting. Look, nothing in life is zero risk. Z- nothing in life is zero risk. And, uh, and, and so I understand that our team understands that I've told our team several times, I have your back. If you tell me you want to opt out, I have your back. If you tell me you want to play, I have your back. That's my job. And so whatever they want to do, whatever they feel comfortable doing is what we're going to do. Um, and it's an individual choice, individual choice. The players that are here have said that they want to play and they feel comfortable and they feel confident. I shouldn't even say comfortable. They feel confident in the plans that we have in place and the information that we're giving them and in the testing and the protocols and the things we're doing. And I'm not unsympathetic to the fact that there's risks. I've got three daughters of my own that are going back to school in August. And I had to choose whether or not I was going to send them to in-person classes or online. And I totally understand the risk. I understand how challenging that is. And I had to make a choice along with my wife on what we were going to do. And we made that choice and we're comfortable with that choice and we'll continue to move forward. And so everybody has to make choices in life. And for us, our choice is faith, not fear, hope, not worry. Uh, And that's what we're moving forward with for me and my family personally. And again, for our football team, I've got their back. If somebody doesn't feel comfortable, wants to opt out, they are still part of this football team, and we will make sure that they're well taken care of mentally um, and physically. And if they do want to play football, then we're going to say they're a part of our football team. We're going to take care of them mentally and physically. Got a question for you quickly with the schedule. I know when it came out, you see Alabama and LSU. You kind of embraced that challenge? I chose to play. I chose to coach in the SEC because I wanted to coach against the best. And, you know, everybody's caught up in Alabama, LSU. Well, the other three options are pretty stinking good football teams, too. So, I mean, it ain't like you're going to dodge somebody, you know. Uh, I mean, I guess we could have picked a Pac-12 or a Big Ten team and got not had anybody, you know, play. Uh, so, crud, I mean, we, we, we played a really good football team. Those two teams are really good. They got great coaches, great players. Uh, they've been in the playoff. It's a great challenge for our players and our team, and we accept that challenge. Again, like I said, I, co- I chose to coach at Mizzou because I wanted to coach against the best, challenge myself against the best, and our players chose to play in the SEC and play at Mizzou because they wanted that same challenge. Uh, and so, crud, yeah, embrace it. What else are you going to do, man? <laughs> Next one comes from Dave Matter from the St. Louis Post. Dave, go ahead. Um, Eli, I, I know this is all unprecedented. We've never had a season like this, but is it – Bad. Is it unhealthy for college football that it's August 10th and we've got three conferences that are ready to go and wanting to move forward and two that are out and we have no idea if there's going to be spring football for those conferences or there's just the, the, the discord, the disunity, the no organization. How, how do you view that as someone with a central role in college football? You know, honestly, Dave, I hadn't put a whole lot of thought into it because I got a job to do here at Mizzou and, and I've got, you know, 
dadgum near 200 people in my organization with players and trainers and managers and coaches and recruiting departments that I'm in charge of. Um, and I'm trying to just make sure that we're taken care of on a day-to-day basis and haven't had a whole lot of time to think big picture. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I did say the other day in a radio interview that the SEC is the leaders in college football for a reason. And I think Greg Sankey has done an outstanding job of providing steady leadership. He's put a plan in place. He's not wavered from that plan. Uh, he said that he was always going to take his time in making decisions. He was deliberate in backing the season up to the 26th to see if a spike would occur when when students return to campus and would we be able to uh, navigate through that spike and continue to play football. Uh, he's been adamant in saying that, you know, we, he doesn't believe the virus is going anywhere. And so it, it wasn't a matter of being able to necessarily postpone to the spring and not sure why that would be better. That entails a whole lot of other issues because of the NFL and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I respect what Greg Sankey's done. I respect the leadership of, of uh, you know, our administration here. And I'll say the rest of the SEC coaches have done an outstanding job of being on the same page, uh, implementing the things that they've been asked to do from our conference in order to give us the best possible opportunity to play. Would it benefit us if there was one singular voice for the entire uh, college football world? Y'all are trying to get me on Twitter on that one, so I don't, I don't know if I want to say that one way or the other. But I will say I'm extremely proud of Greg Sankey. I'm proud to be associated with the SEC, uh, and I'm proud of the way that they've handled uh, this situation, regardless of how it turns out. I, I can't believe we're looking at our watch on August 12th, and, and we've got people that are saying we're not playing football on September 26th. Like I, I mean, that's like calling a that's like the St. Louis Cardinals canceling the, the doubleheader on Sunday because it's forecasted to rain, and we're talking about it being on Wednesday. I mean, that's just crazy to me. But I'm a football coach, so I don't know. I didn't, you know, I'm a football coach. I don't, does that answer your question, Dave? Did that get me in trouble or no? Did you get me in trouble or no? Yeah? Okay. That was Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Here is Kansas State coach Chris Kleiman. We spoke to him on Tuesday, and he was asked about the lessons learned by the program when a small outbreak occurred upon the players returning to campus over the summer. I think that was a blessing in disguise probably because it was in June and um, the kids that uh, did test positive all had mild to no symptoms or asymptomatic. So uh, I know that we were fortunate there that nobody was really sick, but they did learn some lessons, whether it's eight guys getting together to play video games or uh, go out and, and, and have eight or ten guys at a, at a pool or something. I think they learned that, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to be immune to this. If you, you know, if you are in the wrong situation and, and don't protect yourself, you have potential to get, uh, get the, uh, the virus. And so um, you've got to remember when we did that in June, we had everybody test and everybody was negative. And then um, it only takes one. And we don't even know where that one came from. You know, was it somebody that came into town from out of town? Did he get it in town? We don't know. I mean, you you, you can speculate on all that stuff, but we just know one turned into three, turned into five, to turn into, um, you know, a dozen or something. And so our kids were like, oh, wow, this really can. So then when we sent them home and brought them back, when they came back, they quarantined before we went uh, back into our workouts. And um, you could tell that uh, the guys were – really cautious about making sure that they 
they weren't the guy that was going to be able, that would be getting somebody uh, sick. And, and uh, uh, obviously we had a really good success in July uh, because we were able to start everybody at practice uh, in, in August and, and because everybody was a negative test on that first August testing. And, and we full well know that we test everybody tomorrow. We may have somebody that has to sit out or a group of guys because, um, you know, one kid, gets it and maybe three of his roommates have to sit out those things I think you're always going to have contact tracing but we feel more confident and comfortable that uh, if I'm protecting myself at a practice with my uh, mask and, and um, face guard and stuff that uh, uh, I wouldn't be a contact trace that'll do it for today thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan Randy Mason Beth Welsh Jeff Rosen Chris Fickett and Savannah Smith a tip of the cap to Suichi Tirada for stopping by and talking Mizzou and the SEC. Links to Suichi Tirada's stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one. 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes the Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There's 48 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra news, sports, and business coverage that come with the E-Edition. It's like a Sunday newspaper every day. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Friday with another episode. Mm-hmm.